welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I am your host today. As per the usual, it is good to have you here with us today. And today we are going to be jumping into another segment of what we are now affectionately referring to as small group talks. That is uh, joined by my friends Roisin Welsh from our 217 campus in Tigard and our Mill Plain campus over in Vancouver. Uh, they both serve as staff pastors at their respective campuses, and they are incredible people with a lot of wisdom and knowledge uh, to impart to you today. So today we're going to talk about the concept of building a culture of reproducibility in your small group. And uh, so it's going to be a really great conversation. I think you will enjoy it and I think you will benefit from it. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into that conversation and I will catch you on the other side. All right, here we are live on the Facebook and also uh, on the Growing Faith podcast. So that's kind of fun. Uh, we get to do both at the same time. So uh, welcome in Adam Robinson from the Mana House campus in Vancouver, affectionately referred to as our Mill Plain campus. Now over in the Tigard Beaverton, who in the world knows what city it actually is in. It's somewhere over there on the west side uh, at our 217 campus, uh, Roisin Welsh. Welcome in, guys. Glad you're here. Thank you. Good to be here. All right, so um, Adam, tell us a little bit about something you are thankful for this week, and then Roisin, you follow it up, and then I will jump back in and we'll get rolling on our topic for today. Oh man, something I'm thankful for. I am so thankful for um, just the the fact that we get to live in a country where we have the opportunity to to have a voice in what happens. And I know that it's a crazy, crazy situation season right now, but at the same time, I'm so blessed that we actually do have the freedoms that we have. So, yeah. That's awesome. And I'm thankful for um, the fact that we can communicate with people all around the world. You know, I've had messages from all people, I mean, from New Zealand, Australia, Philippines, Singapore, who've been messaging me saying, we're praying for America, we're praying for the elections. I'm just so grateful that, you know, it's such a big world is brought so close through um, communication and yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, man, I'm just, I'm just thankful that uh, regardless of anything that happens around us in the, in the world, you know, good, bad, ugly, crazy, um, God's on the throne. Um, like Jesus right. is the Lord of our lives. And, uh, man, I've been really, uh, trying to encourage my own heart, uh, in the midst of some of the, just the craziness and tension that's all around is don't be anxious about every, anything, but in everything with Thanksgiving and supplication, make your requests known to God, pray, like, don't be anxious, pray. That's kind mm -hmm. of been the, the mantra I've been, uh, rehearsing in my heart, uh, don't be anxious, pray. So anytime you feel anxious, turn it to a moment of prayer, surrender it to the Lord and ask the Lord, hey, with what you're bringing to my attention, what do you want me to do about it right now? Like, is there something you're wanting me to respond to? And mm -hmm. so, um, boy, I'm excited, always excited to get to hang out with you guys. And uh, it's cool. We've got a few people already joined on uh, on Facebook, joining us live. So if you guys have questions, comments, or snide remarks, Adam does all of the snide remarks and so he would be happy to 
address those as they come up. But today we're going to talk about um, being uh, being groups that are reproducible. So we want to talk about um, developing a culture. Really, a lot of these conversations that we're having is about developing a culture in your small group um, for that is geared or mentally thinking towards reproducing that we're not just there to hang out. We're not just there to have a good time. Those are all awesome. And we hope that those all occur, but we want to talk specifically about uh, being reproducible. So uh, I'd like to kick it over to you, Roisin. Why don't you just kind of give us a little bit of an introductory. Why should we, why should we want to produce groups that are reproducible? Well, first of all, because Jesus modeled it for us, you know, and I think about um, Jesus and the way he called his disciples and said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So it wasn't just come follow me and then it was ended there. It was come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So I'll teach you how to show and help others. And I feel like that we can translate that into our groups is that, you know, our groups are not just for us. Our groups are not just um, a place where, uh, you know, that are only meant to stay with us. No, it's always meant to reproduce. It's always meant to grow. And I think about healthy groups grow. We grow as individuals, we grow in our relationship with Christ, but we should also grow numerically as we start sharing the love that we've experienced with God outside the group. And those groups should then reproduce and multiply. So I, I kind of, I was reading through our book that we've been going through, the book Replicate, and it has this one statement that really struck me. And I, I it resonates, discipleship without reproduction is not, biblical discipleship. And I think about, you know, we need to understand the mission of our church and the mission of our small groups, right? It's to make disciples, not just to fellowship, although fellowships are byproduct and, and a wonderful part of small groups. I especially love the fellowship portion of small groups. I don't know about you guys. I, I loved it more so pre-COVID and pre-Zoom, but, <laughs> you know, the fellowship is definitely what brings unity and trust and, and those warm and fuzzies, but also, um, and the fact that, you know, in it, healthy group should grow. And so the mission of our church is to make disciples. Therefore, our, the mission of our small groups is also to make disciples. And the mission of Manor House is actually live like Jesus and share his love. Now, that's a very broad statement. How do we live like Jesus and how do we share his love? Well, how that looks for me is living like Jesus is actually, first of all, living a life worthy of following, right? Worthy and, and actually displays the love of Jesus, and then share it with others. And so that's just an amazing opportunity we have as group leaders is actually to lead and live like Jesus, and then also share his love with each other in the group, and then taking the love beyond the group. So God's heart has always been multiplication. You know, take it back, right back to like Genesis, the first book of the Bible, take it back, Genesis 1, and, and think about, you know, the whole concept of, of reproduction and numerically was really God's idea. You know, take it back to Adam and Eve, you know, first of all, he placed them, Adam and Eve in the garden, and he, he created them in his image, and so we were created in his image, and then he gave them authority, he gave them identity, and, and, and showed them that he'd, he'd given them position. And then thirdly, he said, okay, now go forth and multiply. And I think about this. Okay, we understand that in like 
healthy families multiply, right? In general, you know, generally there's multiplication, reproduction, um, but how can we also model that in our lives and um, in our groups? So that's just something I've been thinking about. Jesus's example of, of going out and making disciples, it, it led to the church. It led to um, not just Jerusalem, but the world was transformed as a result of them taking it outside of their small group. Yeah. So just thinking ahead, what do you, what do you think, Adam? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, Jesus and the disciples obviously started, Jesus started it through his disciples, but then even Paul who, um, you know, wrote uh, like a third of the new Testament, all the epistles, like Paul wasn't around Jesus uh, in the same way the disciples were, but he had that experience with Jesus uh, with the theophany on the road to Damascus. And it's like, um, uh, you know, Paul began to study, began to, uh, be discipled himself. And ultimately, um, all of his, all of his letters to different churches are all about the idea of, uh, that imparting and discipling himself. And, uh, second Timothy two verse two actually says, you know, the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And, so this is um, Paul talking to his disciple, Timothy, like, you know, you've been watching me, you've been hearing me speak, you've been hearing me, seeing, probably watching me write letters. Um, you know what? You need to do the same thing as well. This is not just a call that I have. This is a call that goes beyond to generations and a multiplication uh, of what I am into others as well. And so, yeah, I just, I just love it. That's so good. I know that <clears throat> a lot of times in our in our church culture, when you think about like things being uh, taught, things being passed on, um, things being like deposited into, into other people's lives, we think of the platform at church. We think about the person that's at the pulpit that, or you know, sharing a word here or there, and and so we think about that platform. And and actually, uh, you know, we're here to just let people know, like the reason that church leaders exist is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry that that god's actually given each one of us a platform and we just need first and foremost i think a lot of times people just have to recognize that that's true and then go okay lord if you've given me a platform you've given me a sphere of influence what is that platform what is that sphere and then make sure that i'm being faithful to to do the thing that you've called me to the thing that you have gifted me for because the Holy Spirit has given us all gifts. Uh, you, I mean, gosh, I could see somebody out there listening, out, out there watching this video, thinking, oh, I don't, I don't know if I have any gifts. Well, that's just not biblical. It, God mm -hmm. has given us all gifts, and we are all called to walk in this. And, and so for, for the small group leader, hey, one of your platforms, maybe, maybe not your entirety of platform, but one of your platforms is your small group. It's an opportunity for you to really do three things that we're going to talk about more specifically. One is to, to model, next to teach, and then third to empower. That those, those three words are going to begin to, we're going to kind of flesh that out today on how we most successfully utilize the platform that God has given us, the sphere of influence God has given us to see the kingdom of God grown and expanded and multiplied uh, because healthy things grow, because we want to be healthy, because we want to obey, because we want to be faithful with what God has given us. We want to be the servant that was given five talents and brings back five more. We don't want to be the one that that thinks, oh, you're a, you're a harsh God. You're 
you try to collect where you have not planted, you know, so I'm just going to hide my gift. I'm going to hide my talent. I'm going to, I'm, you know, and I'll, I'll give it back to you when I'm done, but I'm not going to produce anything. Like let none of us be that, right? Like, no, thank you, Lord. I, I want to be, I, wanna, I at least want to be, you know, two or three talent coming back with two or three more, you know, like I want to be found faithful. And so, um, so let's jump in and talk about modeling, teaching and empowering. Um, and we, you kind of laid it out there a little bit there, Adam already just talking about uh, the Apostle Paul, and he's kind of the one that kind of sets the example and the tone. I mean, obviously, we wanted we could pull out other examples in the Bible of those of those items, but I think Paul is a great way to go. So, Adam, why don't you kick it off with with the modeling? What does it mean, and why is it so important? Yeah, well, honestly, like we always talk about this, you know, you can't model what you aren't already, and so it has to be inside of you. Otherwise, people will or if they're not, if they're seeing you do something different than what you're saying, they're not going to, uh, one, they're going to realize you're fake and two, they're not going to follow you. And so we have to, we have to first have it inside of us. And, uh, that when it comes to modeling, one of the, the pictures I just love is the picture of the table. Um, because the table is a place where you actually can have fellowship. You can break bread together, which we've been talking about in church these past few weeks of the idea of, um, the, the symbol of bread and breaking together and communion. And, um, you know, you can be from a completely different belief structure or a different um, worldview even. But when you sit at a table and, and share community that way, some walls can come down and you can actually begin to, to model life and model Jesus's love around a table. And so uh, the table is a big part of how I actually model uh, in my group. You know, we do group settings, but we also uh, we sit around tables, we talk, we, we have uh, individual families or couples over at different times. Um, and we just, uh, they see the way I treat my kids. They see the way I treat my wife. They see the way I apply the word of God into everyday situations because the Bible is not a book that was written for 2000 years ago and is obsolete today. It's just as valuable in everyday life in 2020 as it was the day that it was penned, you know, so um, that's how I, I view modeling is, you know, um, just, just doing life together with people, uh, letting them see who I am and then speaking those things, you know, obviously into existence, into their life. So, yeah, man, that is so good. And so we'll, we'll jump right from there, from modeling to teaching and, and I can't, I can't even speak about the teaching portion without you having laid the foundation of the modeling piece, because without the modeling piece, the teaching thing, it doesn't, I mean, by God's grace, some of it might land, some of it might stick, but as a general rule, you are going to reproduce what you are, not what you say or talk about it. It's like the parent, you know, that says, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Good luck with that. And, and that, that your kids are going to become, uh, are going to be the way you lived, not the way you talked. And and I hate that about parenting. I hate it. You know, like, it's like, come on, come on, God, help me out here. You know, like, help me to be able to just tell them what to do and, and not actually have to live it all. Because, man, that's a really high level, uh, you know, a high bar to hit there. And so, um, so the, the key really to teaching is to first and foremost, be modeling because you're gonna, it's gonna go so much further. Now, does that mean no didactic teaching is ever valuable? Heck no, it's very important that 
that we, and it could be done in fun and seemingly non-teachy kind of ways, but the truth of the matter is uh, people just, they just don't know a lot of stuff. And so sometimes they sometimes they're struggling in an area because they genuinely don't know what the Bible has to say about that topic. And so we we need to just come and we need to teach people. Uh, well, first, you know, on this topic, we're teaching them to be uh, reproducers. So we want to talk about how do you impart that stuff to the next person. And and so you have to just teach you you model it and then you actually talk about it. And so. It actually brings greater clarity because they might watch the way you live and the way you are and they go, man, I'm getting some ideas about how I'm supposed to be. And then when you teach it and you actually bring instruction, then they go, oh, wow, that, oh my gosh, that makes total sense. Now I'm, I'm like putting clear words and ideas to what I've been seeing you model. And so it's really kind of the thing that brings those two together is to just simply clearly declare what the word of God says about these topics, about these issues, about these challenges that they're facing um, and show them again, like you said, Adam, so well, is that the Bible is just as applicable today as it was 2000 years ago, you know, so uh, that's pretty cool. So then it, we move from modeling to teaching and then to empowering. So Roisin, uh, help us out with that one. Yeah. I love what you both have shared and just how so it's so important that, um, what we want to reproduce is actually already what we're living out because that's what we will reproduce. And I, um, I think about the empowering part, you know, as group leaders, we have the exciting opportunity to, to help launch others into running their own groups and help launch others into sharing their faith. And I think about my group currently, um, I, I am, I'm running four groups right now, but one of my groups meets on a Saturday and we do purple book together and there's eight girls in that group. And what I've done is I've, I've taught the, the first, five chapters and then I've actually started getting starting to tap each of them to actually lead a chapter and they prepare I meet with them talk with them through it then they lead it then we give some um, feedback and then there's you know there's that just empowerment that hey you can do it too you know it's not just always on me to teach it's actually you get an opportunity here and 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 um you know this is an opportunity for you to grow and then as you get more confident and there's more practice in doing it hey then then you know it doesn't seem such a scary thought to actually start a group or pair up with another person in the group and and launch another group out of that group and so with something like the purple book or a tool it's it's easier to replicate because it's already right there um and so i think empowering is so important but we need to be intentional about it from the beginning i've talked to my group um group members and said hey guys you know out of this group I don't want it to just stay the same I want us all to grow and I want in my heart is that each of you actually lead your own group and have the privilege of sharing with others about Jesus and bringing them into a group and so we're on board right from the beginning saying you know this isn't the group that's always going to stay the group doesn't mean we cut friendships but it means that you know that that this is actually a launching pad for other people to, to actually grow as well and so it's intentional. It's about passing the baton. It's recognizing that we're not the only people that God wants to use. He wants to use every person in our group to, to lead others to him. So, and, and the model that I normally go by is that I'll do, you watch. And then next time, you know, you do, um, oh, sorry, I'll do, you help. And then the next time they do, I watch. And if they need extra coaching, sure. But ultimately there's there's a preparing component to that 
So it's not like I'm throwing them out into the deep water. No, like there's, there's, there's a ramping up and there's a preparation to it. Yeah, that's so good. I, I have definitely seen that happen in my own life is uh, I was talking to, uh, oh, you were there. <laughs> we were talking to a pastoral ministries class and we were talking about, uh, I went through a season where I wasn't leading a group and I was really struggling to see groups take off on our campus. And then the Holy Spirit one day was just like, Rick, come on, bro, like get with the program. And so I just started leading a group. I just started small, started with two other people, like no big deal. Right. And it just, slowly and steadily grew and uh and within within the first six months we had actually gotten to a place where four other groups had started as a result of that group because because of the very thing that you're talking about roshin of just steadily slowly um surely just dropping in the the confidence to them like hey uh, why don't you open in prayer today hey why don't what do you think about this because I don't know. I think the three of us could probably all relate to that where you're in a group of people and some Bible question comes up or whatever. And they're like, Oh, pastor Roshin, what do you think about that? And, and you're like, well, you know, I mean, sure. I I've spent a lot of time investing in learning about the Bible and how to apply the Bible, but it doesn't mean I'm the Bible answer person, you know? And so no, I would love actually to hear what you have to say and what you have to say. And, um, and so you just, uh, really kind of deferring from yourself to other people and just allowing them those opportunities to chip in and and then building on it like hey Joe man great job to the today the way you handled that question the way man that was so good like and and just coming alongside and encouraging the thing when they step out in boldness to to actually you know something that might not seem like a big deal to you but to actually speak in front of the whole group that they that was a really big deal for them so to catch them in that moment and say man great job like you crushed that it just helps them to go oh i can do this and so uh my my friend justin he's like my favorite example is because he was a part of my group for i don't know two years or something and uh just i just steadily would be like guys we need more men's groups we need more group we need more married groups we need more you know like we need more groups and so I think, I don't know, I think every single person in this group could be a leader someday, you know, and, and, uh, and so I would just say that periodically, just kind of planting the seeds. And then one day at church, I walked by and he's like, Hey, come here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, I need to start a men's group. And I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. So that's, that's reproducible right there. It's, it's really not complicated mm -hmm. as long as we start, like you were saying, Adam modeling it like be it yep. the thing that you want to see be it that's like the best place to start then we can actually then bring some level of teaching into that conversation actually bring specifically what the bible says about that thing all together on that topic and then the impartation the empowerment like now you go and do likewise here is the baton go and do it. And actually, um, a group that I led one time, I actually did it. I ordered batons off of Amazon and, and I gave them batons as a physical representation of what I was trying to communicate to them. It actually was pretty powerful. Uh, wow. Sounds ridiculous and silly, but it was pretty powerful what it, what it kind of declared into their hearts. And so, um, man, I, 
I don't know. I, I love this. I, so why don't we just go with kind of a wrap up thought? So Adam, we'll go to you first, then we'll go to you, Rasheen, and I will kind of, I'll, I'll clean up the mess. No, I will, uh, I'll just say yes and amen. Cause you guys always crush it. So Adam, go for it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think just, um, you know, model it and keep it simple. Like, uh, um, I continually say this, like, uh, you don't have to have the theology degree, you know, bachelor's degree or doctorate degree in, in the Bible to know what the Bible says. I mean, we all have the same Bible. We all read it. We, it's good to study it more and more every single day. Absolutely. But wherever you are today is where you can start modeling uh, and becoming a disciple and then discipling other people as well. Mm -hmm. My thought would be keep your group fresh, you know, um, if you're starting to feel like a little bit apathetic, a bit too cozy, you know, sometimes that's a bit of a nudge from the Holy Spirit. Okay, come on. There's, there's Holy Spirit gives us a challenge, which is we should always be growing. And then I think he also gets us to that point of uncomfortability where we then you know, forced to kind of step out of our comfort zones. And, and um, my encouragement to group leaders out there is to, is to really um, be sensitive to the people in your group, knowing that God is a call on each of their lives and each one of them can lead their own group. So it's kind of helping each of your group members take their next steps in ways that they can be encouraged to lead portions of your group. And then also with the ultimate goal of them actually one day leading their own group. So yeah, be my thought. How about you, Rick? No, it's super good. Um, I just, I read a quote. I'm pretty sure it was in that book that we've been reading. So it's called Replicate by Robbie Gallaty and Chris Swain. And uh, so we definitely recommend you go pick that book up. Uh, it, it'll do your heart good and uh, probably challenge you a little bit. Um, there's a quote in there where he says, like, when is the best, when's the best time to plant a tree? Well, the answer is, well, 20 years ago was the best time to plant a tree. The second best time is today. Like, you know, you got you got time today, go plant a tree. And that, and that's kind of what I believe is um, the seemingly insignificant work of a small group leader is mm -hmm. planting trees and, and then helping the trees grow healthy is, you know, that so much time goes by and there's no evidence of fruit. There's no evidence of making uh, progress, but then one day, man, you got a tree that's producing fruit and people are fed and sustained by that fruit and then that fruit then produces more trees which then produces more fruit and uh, so i love just the picture of looking at an apple and thinking you know looking at a tree and thinking how many apples are on this tree or looking at an apple and asking how many trees are in this mm -hmm. apple and that that's kind of the the concept that we're trying when we're talking about reproducible we're not just talking about like how many apples are coming off of this tree but how many trees are going to come out of this apple? So you, as the small group leader, it's not like, it's not just, you know, how, how big can you make your small group? Because it's not about numbers. Growth is not about numbers. It's about growth. It's about maturity. And it's about empowerment and releasing people to what God has called them to do. And that's when we see the multiplication. That's when we see things really take off just because God gets a hold of people's lives. And when they become dependent upon the Holy Spirit to do the work that he's called them to, rather than dependent upon you as their small group leader, big things happen. Things that you never imagined could happen, and it's great. 
Awesome. Well, um, all of you on Facebook, thanks for joining us today. Uh, let us know. You can message us anytime you want. If you have any other questions, um, and Adam was disappointed not to have any snide remarks to respond to. So we'll work on that for next time. I'll probably throw one or two in just for fun. Um, so again, Adam, Roisin, thank you guys so much for being a part. And we will talk to you guys later. All right. There you have it. A great time spent together talking about developing a culture of reproducibility in our small groups. Uh, if you have any questions, any comments, any snide remarks, and I'd love to hear from you, you can reach out to me at growingfaithpodcast at gmail.com. That is the show email address. You can also reach out to me personally at rickm at manahouse.church. We'd love to hear from you uh, on how your life is being benefited from the content here on the Growing Faith Podcast, as well as any ideas you might have for future, future topics of conversation that would be beneficial. Uh, definitely my heart here at the Growing Faith Podcast is to produce content that is most beneficial, most helpful to you in your area of doing ministry. So with that, God bless you and have the most amazing day.